Podcast Studios. This, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Happy Whiskey Wednesday. Wines Day as well. Oh, fuck. Speaking of wine, I totally forgot to tell you what I did on the weekend. What'd you do? Went over to my mom's house, and, and I wanted to bring desserts or something. I think everybody understands when you go to someone else's house, you bring something. Mom already had the desserts covered, so she said, why don't you bring the wine for the table? Okay. And I thought, okay, well, you know, I mean, between my sister and my girlfriend and my sister-in-law, I mean, there's going to be some people that drink white wine, even though I think it's vile, so I will get some white wine. Vile. And then I was feeling extra generous and thought, you know what, maybe somebody would appreciate a rosé. I bought rosé. I can't believe you purchased a rosé. Which one did you go with? Do you remember? Or did you just go by the bottle or what? I did kind of go by the bottle and some reviews. I bought it in the vintages section, mm-hmm. even though it wasn't that expensive. I think it was like 25 bucks, And uh, I believe it was from France. France is pretty good for, yeah. for rosé grapes. So, uh, yeah, I did it. And, and the rosé industry now has 25 of my dollars. There you go. Rosé. I didn't try any of it. In fact, nobody did. I brought the bottle what? home with me, and it's still sitting in my fridge. Shut the front door. I'll be, I'll be there later today. Underscoring further why I don't <laughs> want to spend money on rosé. <laughs> uh, coming up in this episode, I want to talk about a couple of ironies, and, and we will get that. I, uh, I, I'm just floored at what's going to happen tonight at Scotiabank Arena in that 18,000 people are going to be jammed in there, not physically distanced and not required to wear masks at all times. You will have to wear a mask, but, well, even the Leafs at the Raptors game, the Leafs that were there the other day weren't wearing masks at courtside. So, I mean, I don't know how many people are actually going to wear the mask. My biggest problem with that is that those pubs across the street from Scotiabank Arena still have to physically distance everyone and are still facing capacity requirements. Mm -hmm. While the big guys over at Scotiabank can jam everybody in there and and just give it to you right up the ass for a $12 beer. It's outrageous, and that'll happen coming up on this edition of After 9. First off, I want to play a couple of things for you. Couple from Texas decided, you know what? We're going to go to Vegas this weekend. And they did everything right, Kat. They packed, they planned, they had their flights booked, they had a reservation made. They got to the airport on time. They went to check in and, ah, shit, our suitcase is overweight. How could that happen? We weighed it before we left. How's it five pounds over? So they opened it up, probably just going to juggle some stuff between one case to the next, that sort of thing. What do they find in there? Their dog. Their dog got into the suitcase. That's their dog's dream, I'm sure. Their little chihuahua, whose name is Icky climbed into their suitcase and managed to stay quiet for the entire drive to the airport. Icky was in their suitcase. Poor Icky. I'm going to play a little bit of the couple talking about how this happened. Put it on the scale and this bag is five and a half pounds overweight. So really quick, we're like, oh, we've got to rearrange some stuff. Opens it up, and there's our dog out of my boot, like coming out of my boot with its head popping up. She's the burrower. That's what she does. She burrows in clothes. She burrows in, obviously, suitcases now. They've got a heck of an employee in Kathy. Uh, she went above and beyond, never made us feel, you know, they could have turned it in. We were trying to smuggle a dog to Vegas <laughs> or something. Yeah, before he actually tells you, I'll tell you, 
the employee from Southwest at the counter that weighed their bags offered to dog sit for them so they could still go on and do their vacation in wow. Vegas. Wow. Here's That's the rest nice. of them. Never acted like that. They were extremely gracious. Like I said, she was willing to watch our dog for us while we were gone. Thank goodness we found this dog because you'd have got to Vegas and you probably would have had a deceased animal in your bag. It's true. I mean, if that bag had gotten on the plane and it got up to altitude yeah. at 30,000 feet or higher, that dog would have been done. Oh, my God. Um, I have so many questions that I don't know if he answered. I, okay, so I'm just going through the motions in my own mind. I'm going to Vegas for the weekend. Woohoo! That's awesome. First things first, I take care of my life here before I go. Why was the dog, like, how did they not know where the dog was? And where was the dog supposed to be? Were there people at the house that were supposed to take care of it and the dog just managed to tuck its way in the suitcase? Great questions, Kat. Unfortunately, that is information that I'm not privy to. Fuck, Uh, man. I want to know what's going on there. Because, well, who is Icky supposed to be with? Great question. Who was Icky supposed to be with? Were they just going to leave Icky home alone? Who names their dog Icky? All great questions that we wouldn't mind an answer to. Poor Icky in a lot of different ways. And now Icky's with a stranger for the weekend. Seems like a nice person to offer to do that. Would you ever do that, by the way? Like, just in any kind of scenario where someone's like, oh, shit, I'm going to have to, you know, end my trip or do something because of my dog. Would you ever be the type to be like, I'll take care of your dog on a whim like that? So let me tell you, I love dogs, animals in general, but specifically dogs more than 99% of the humans around me. Right, right. So I would probably do that, even a strange dog. If they're even halfway to friendly, I would probably take that dog in and make it feel extremely welcome in my house. Yeah, I'm going to take you up on an offer to watch Leo sometime because Vegas <laughs> sounds good. Yeah, uh, Charlie and Leo would tire the shit out of yes, each other. Yes, they would. <laughs> yes, they would. You were, for a brief period, a Grand Theft Auto addict? I mean, gamer? Yeah. No, I was. It was bad, Scott. It was bad. I, I, I used to play. It was the fifth one, in case you're, in case any GTA fans are curious. It was the that fifth one. That was the one. best one. I agree. Um, I was really into it. And for a while, what happened was, when I moved into my house at the time, we didn't have cable for a long time or any other option. This is like before Netflix, basically. Um, so I started playing that game and I played it like every night and it was to the point where I was dreaming about it. Like I was Nico. I was, I, in my mind, I was selling drugs. I was trying to figure out who I could hit with my car. Uh, like as I was driving, it was a bad, it was all the sinister shit, which car could I jack, which would be an easy mark. Like it was really bad to the point where I was like, okay, cat, I recognized it in myself and I stopped. Were you ever naked when you were doing it? Do you ever feel any comfort in just sitting on the couch nude playing games? Completely nude? No, not at all. Charles lives in Rhode Island, and he, just last week, was playing Grand Theft Auto. It was 2 o'clock in the morning, and he was completely nude. I don't know, maybe he's a shift worker, maybe he works in a restaurant or something, got home, wanted to game a little bit, and didn't feel like the constrictiveness of clothing, (laughs) so he was nude. (laughs) Interesting, okay. He heard a noise outside, and he decided, I better go and see what's going on there. He gets outside, nude still, and what's going on? He sees some legs from underneath his car. Some asshole was under there trying to cut out the catalytic converter. Ah, <gasps> prick. I don't know how much money these catalytic converters are worth, but it seems like there's a lot of people trying to steal them lately. Yes, yes. Well, Uh, Charles is a man of pride. He's not just going to let somebody take his catalytic converter. So he decided, I'm going in. 
fuck this guy. I'm going to take him down. They got in a full-blown fist fight, Cat. Now, the man did manage to get away with the catalytic converter, but Charles there managed to get this asshole's cell phone. So it really shouldn't be too hard for police to track him down. Here is Charles talking about what happened. It was about 2 a.m., playing video games, Grand Theft Auto, funny enough. I'm naked. I'm naked in my house. Like, you know, I'm, I'm relaxing. So I come out the house naked, and sure enough, there's somebody under my car. I'm from out from my car, and I, he starts swinging the saws all at me. I start fighting with the guy and uh, wrestling with him. He ends up elbowing me, but I still grab onto him, and uh, I end up getting his phone off of him. It's not the end of the world to me, but there's people out there that, you know, that wake up in the morning, they're not expecting it, and now they have no way to get to work. Yeah, I mean, it's bullshit that people keep trying to steal these things, oh. but here we are, and I'm glad that Charles, nude or not, managed to to give this guy a run for his money. Scum of the earth. And how ironic is it that he was playing Grand Theft Auto? That's pretty funny. Well, it just tells me that we need to add asshole trying to steal a catalytic converter to Grand Theft Auto. Wouldn't that be an interesting little sidebar in the game? But that's the next thing you got to do is steal the parts. Yeah, That'll teach people way too many things they shouldn't know. <laughs> that's what I feel like. How weird is it for that guy's neighbors? Because, you know, if he heard the man sawing off his catalytic converter, so did the neighbors. So they go to the window, threw up the sash. What's going on here? You get one asshole with a fucking saw and another one completely (laughs) naked fist fighting in your neighbor's driveway. Yeah, where's that Nest Cam footage? Where's that Nest Cam footage at? (laughs) Wow. Seriously. Uh, People are going apeshit over the... Uh, vaccine passports, and and a lot of it seems to be happening in the air. People very, very mad about vaccinations or being required to wear a mask. Right. I've got uh, some audio here from a video that someone posted on TikTok. It's a United Airlines flight to Los Angeles. One of the passengers got belligerent. Listen to this. Take me off. I didn't even want to go to Cali. I didn't even want to go to Cali. I will find your name, date of birth, and address. I will know your social security number before I get off this plane. On my daughter. On that same baby that you see me on the phone with. What's the law going to do? Mind your business. Mind your business. Because I will break your neck. Let's go to gym. Wait a minute. Is that Tracy Morgan? It sounds like Tracy Morgan <laughs> doesn't want to go to L.A. Oh, wow. Right? Threaten to break their neck over a fucking mask. I don't even want to go to Vegas. I don't even want to go to Vegas or to L.A. Then don't fucking go. Why are you there? The airline didn't kidnap you and throw you in a seat and put a mask on your face. Icky told me I got to (laughs) go. If Icky says it, I got to do it. (laughs) Oh, that's great. That's really good. Uh, this is a frustrating story, but the, the divide, this awful plague on humanity, this, this divide between those vaccinated and those not is taking another step in the wrong direction. Cat here, you have a man. He is in New York who needs a kidney donor. He found a donor donors willing to give the kidney donors. Okay with it. Recipient grateful beyond belief. Doctors won't do it because the donor is not vaccinated. Huh? Can you catch COVID kidney or kidney COVID specifically? Oh God. I, you know, fuck the donor wants to give it. He wants to receive it, but because the donor isn't vaccinated, the doctors are going to punish both of them. 
What is going on here? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I can't begin to tell you what the current situation is in terms of those who are restricted from donating. And maybe that is a new thing I didn't hear of. I I wouldn't know um, that you have to be fully vaxxed in order to donate. I've never heard of that until this point, if that's the case. Uh, But that's, I mean, that's too bad. Uh, I'm I'm not sure what the reasoning is there. Again, I don't know enough about it. Well, the divide is getting real ugly, and you can see it. You know, I had one guy on Twitter last week. I put it out there that I don't think it's right that we're firing healthcare and hospital employees because they are unvaccinated. Somebody said they're scum if they don't get vaccinated. Yeah. They're scum. Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. How can you judge a healthcare worker like that? Well, I get that you can have an opinion about whether or not they should or shouldn't be vaccinated, but to call them scum. Well, God damn it. This is people. These people were saving lives up until yesterday and now they're getting fired and you're calling them scum for not getting vaccinated. A lot of people really don't know how to articulate what they mean and what they want to say and put put it out there. Um, If they had a proper argument as to why they believe this is okay, you would think differently. But calling them scum, you're absolutely right. That's Explain what you really mean. Like, what are you actually talking about? Because now you're just saying words just because you're angry for some reason. So scum's the first one that came out of your face. I've seen lots of, you know, some decent comments on either side of this one. And this is, a, this is definitely a, a touchier one. Uh, but it's one that I think, I, I mean, I get it. I understand it. I'm one of the ones that I, I understand it. You know, you work in medicine and you believe in medicine and that's the reason why you're there. So what's going on here? Why are you not getting this when this is the reason why hospitals everywhere have been unbelievably over capacity and in a lot of different areas? You know, it just doesn't make sense to me. It really doesn't. You know what I don't understand is why there are so many hospital employees and healthcare workers that are not vaccinated. You know, I thought that this was, and the hospitals are spinning it as, oh, it's okay. 90% or 95% are fully vaccinated. Yes, we're good. Only a couple of uh, dissenters were let go. I don't know. I mean, at the Cambridge Memorial Hospital alone, what was it? 51 employees have now been put on an unpaid leave 73 days before Christmas. Yeah. 51 of them seems like a very high number. Uh, St. Mary's Hospital in Kitchener. 30 employees are going to be sent on an unpaid leave starting today. Yeah. We know that two weeks ago or last week in, in Windsor, they uh, fired 49 hospital employees, half of which were nurses, by the way, mm-hmm. because they weren't vaccinated or would not disclose their vaccination status. Can we really say that there's a healthcare crisis or we're even in a pandemic if we're firing so casually hospital employees. Cause I have to think that this is a little short sighted and eventually we're going to need them. Are we not? It's see, and I see it completely different than you. I, and I'm not like, this is the thing is I think people are going to see this in a different way. I see it as if you want to do your best to protect each other, you get the vaccine. And, and for those who are hesitant, I'll say it, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Yeah, you're hesitant. Um, so that's totally fine. But keep in mind, there's going to eventually be repercussions. This is it. If you work in a hospital where they're trying desperately to treat this and make this so that it's not an overwhelming situation for the employees at the hospital and you're not willing to get it, you know, that's the way that I see it. 
But why can't they just go with what we've been doing until now, which is wear your PPE and you have to undergo regular testing just to make sure? I mean, vaccinated people can carry and transmit COVID. Unvaccinated people can carry and transmit COVID. If someone at least gets tested, at least then we know they're positive or negative. We have no idea about the vaccinated people or how many people they may be infecting because they never have to get tested. They're basically given a free pass. I really think that they want to get things back to as normal as possible in those hospitals. And by that, I mean, do you know how many surgeries were canceled, non-COVID related, continue to be postponed, non-COVID related, and people have died non-COVID related because they've had to postpone this because of COVID? If they can't get their shit together in the hospitals and make sure that that is under control... They're unable to control every other aspect of that hospital and the nurses or or any other hospital staff. Keep in mind, hospital staff is a vast thing. Like it could be people who uh, clean. uh, It could be people who deliver products. It could be people in the food service. You don't know who they are. But all of those people impact those case numbers at the hospital or could impact them. So when you're talking about a ward over here that has nothing to do with COVID, they want to keep that clean from COVID and at least keep that out of the way. So why would they run the risk of spreading COVID to a ward of people who are sick with something else? To me, it makes perfect sense. It makes perfect Mm. sense. Why then couldn't we go to these people and say, okay, listen, either you're not vaccinated or for whatever reason, you've decided not to disclose your vaccination status. And that's fine. That's another thing that we can't force you to do is uh, disclose personal information about your health care. Why can't we at least go to them and say, okay, listen, this is a hospital We need everybody to be vaccinated. However, you being an extremely well-trained and well-educated healthcare professional, we don't want to lose you from the system. So we got to take you off the front lines from now on. Your new job is, I don't know, working at telehealth. You're going to answer phones all fucking day because you can't be patient facing. Or we're going to ask you to set up your own private clinic and you can be vaccinated or not. It's totally up to you. Uh, but we still need you in the overall Ontario healthcare system. I just don't understand how we can dismiss them so easily. I'll tell you what I would do. If I were a nurse, and I'm seriously considering it with an offer like this on the table, if I got fired, I'm kidding, I could never be a nurse, but if I got fired or put on an unpaid leave because I am not vaccinated, that basically tells me you either take our fucking vaccine or you're going to starve to death and be out on the streets. Okay, well, if that's the case, it kind of seems like I have to get vaccinated. I'm going to go and work in Quebec where they're offering an $18,000 signing bonus if you go and work in the Quebec healthcare system for a year. $18,000 is your signing bonus plus your pay if you want to be a nurse in Quebec. You're going to get vaccinated anyway, and they require you to be vaccinated as well. If you have to take the shot, you might as well make eighteen grand for it. That's the way I see it. You live in Quebec, though. But yeah, well, I, I mean, that's the downside. No know. offense, Quebec, but fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> Anywhere. Pa- well, Montreal's okay. Otherwise. Um, so I yeah, I mean, this is uh, this is a tough one. And to see these comments, I hate hearing that, you know, there's comments like that, because I mean, if you, if you can't really explain yourself, if you can't put into words how you feel about it, but you feel like you have a good point, don't even bother. Like, don't even bother trying to say something because it's, I, I've seen the same thing. I've seen the exact same thing. Uh, but again, um, I'm not surprised by this. This is the way that the world's going to work from here forward. So 
if you're not willing to to get the shot and help your own hospital out, then I understand why they got to say goodbye to you. I'm not saying that this is the right time. I'm not saying that now should it should have happened right this moment. Maybe they should have given a little bit more time. That's possible. But all in all, yeah, I get it. Uh, two other things on the COVID front. And then remind me, I got to figure out what the fuck squid games are. Oh, my God. Uh, I can't believe how behind you are on the time, Scott. I, okay, but I did ask on our Facebook page today, is it worth it? Should I sit down and invest the time? Because I remember all those fucking shows over the years that people have said, oh, my God, it's the greatest thing. You got to watch it. Well, I sat through your stupid fucking Tiger King and all the other things that you guys swore were amazing and I had to see it. And they were garbage. Most things on those <laughs> streaming platforms garbage. are garbage. All of them are garbage. Yeah. They're not good TV shows. So should I waste time on the Squid Games? That is coming up in a few. First off, Joe Biden was pressured yesterday into making it official because I think this news was supposed to be embargoed until one of the senators or congressmen in upstate New York blew the secret. They're reopening the Canada-U.S. land border hmm. in a few weeks. Okay. Early November is all we know so far. You know what they haven't said yet? And, and maybe it'll come down today when they put out the clarification, but they haven't said a date for sure. And they also haven't yet said whether or not people who got AstraZeneca and Moderna or AstraZeneca and Pfizer are considered fully vaccinated. Now, they're going to use the World Health Organization's list of approved vaccines. So we know AstraZeneca is okay, but also by the requirements from AstraZeneca and Oxford, they say you'll be fully vaccinated when you've received two doses four weeks apart. So will they be fully vaccinated, do you think? Do you think the Americans are going to let people in? Or should we here in Ontario say, <laughs> ah, fuck, you know what? It doesn't look like they're going to do it. Hurry up. Make a dose of Pfizer or Moderna available to everybody who got a mixed dose. Hurry up and get it done so that people can travel when they're able to. Um, I hope they just let it be because I don't want to have to see people get another shot if actually the it seems to be working for those people. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I, I hope that they allow it. I hope that they see that and go, OK, that's fine. I would think, because I believe Quebec is doing this, and, and I could be wrong on this, but I'm pretty confident I heard that in Quebec, even they realized that, yeah, it probably wasn't a good idea to tell people to get to mix and match their, their mRNA vaccine with uh, the Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine. So they did offer people the opportunity to get a second dose of Pfizer. So technically, they've got three shots in them, right. but that was specifically so they could travel. And the U.S. seems like they're going to be the stickler on this one. If they're going by the World Health Organization definition of approved vaccines, the people that got a mixed dose are not on it. It doesn't say anywhere at the WHO that you can mix and match your vaccines. So I don't know. You might be SOL. Maybe the government is going to say, you know what? We shouldn't have done that. So here you can have your second dose of Pfizer or Moderna now. If you want to be able to travel to the States in a few weeks, even at that, you've got to wait two weeks after the shot to be fully vaccinated. So I have a feeling there's going to be some drama, but maybe the U.S. is going to do a solid for Trudeau and bail him out of this mess and say, you know what? It's fine. Yeah. Last thing on this is. The uh, Scotiabank Arena tonight 
is an indoor venue. I'm sure everyone knows that, but that is where the Toronto Maple Leafs and Toronto Raptors play. If you're listening from the States or around the world, big arena holds almost 18,000 people for a hockey or basketball game. And as of tonight, they can go to full capacity. The seats in an arena are the same everywhere in the world. They're not six feet apart. You're not distanced in any way. There will be a full house there tonight. And people do not have to wear masks the entire time. You're allowed to take off your mask if you're having a drink or eating. Then you put your mask back on when you're done. Uh, Me, I will drink a beer throughout most of a hockey game. So I don't know when I would put my mask back on Mm because I would be drinking a beer or eating popcorn or nachos or whatever. Mm -hmm. So there's going to be people unmasked and not physically distanced indoors. Strike one, two, and three for a fourth wave of a pandemic. And I don't even care. I think it's good that we're making this progress. It's good that we're allowing Scotiabank Arena to go to full capacity. The problem here is, and Doug fucking Ford is making it worse, is that again, it's not apples to apples. When they announced that Scotiabank Arena and BMO Field and Rogers Center could go to full capacity, there was nothing in that for gyms, restaurants, Mm -hmm. bowling alleys, and all those other places, indoor mini golf, all those other places are still facing restrictions on how many people they can have. And frankly, I don't understand why MLSE can jam 18,000 people into Scotiabank Arena tonight, but the little Firkin pub across the street can't have more than 15 or 20 people in it because they've got to distance people inside. Even though anytime you're not at your table, you have to have a mask on. They still face capacity restrictions, and I can't understand why. Now, we might have found out yesterday because the Ford government did say, okay, restaurant owners, we hear you. You're pissed off. We get it. We're going to explain everything. And they set up a conference call yesterday with the Minister of Tourism, Lisa McLeod. So all these restaurant owners logged in, and lo and behold... The minister wasn't even on the call. What? She didn't log in to the call. She missed it. So ask yourself, if you're a small business owner, how important are you in the grand scheme of things to this government? Because frankly, all of their actions so far tell me they don't give a flying fuck about your restaurant or your employees that count on those tips to survive. They don't care about your gym or your workout. They just don't care unless you're a big corporation. Mm -hmm. That's what I take from that, that they couldn't even be bothered to get on the call and explain it. Right. Uh, Can I ask, and I I truly do mean it, 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 and in those heavy touristy areas, and let's do right downtown Toronto, we're talking Scotiabank Arena area, tons of restaurants there. People are going to want to grab a bite before they go to the game, maybe after they go to the game, and that's awesome, and I love to see that. Those areas, especially, I know it's going to be an issue, right? Capacity limits will be an issue. But in your average spot, is it actually an issue right now? And the reason I'm asking is because I did go out to eat over the weekend, and this was a breakfast spot, and it was right around, you know, breakfast time on a Sunday. And albeit it was Thanksgiving, but it was dead. It was empty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm not sure how many people really need it. I would like it too. I'm totally 100% with you, though. I think think it's pretty ridiculous that we can walk into certain places and we're shoulder to shoulder uh but you know all the all the proper precautions are in place still but we're still 
right up there, but then the restaurants take a hit again and again. And we mentioned this on the podcast just yesterday. We talked about restaurants taking a hit, and they are. I'm with you there. But how many of them are they all screaming for it? I just, I truly don't know. Yeah, I mean, there are rest. See, and this is the thing. This is another self-inflicted injury by this fucking government. Here's the story. Up until now, things have been going pretty good. We're still getting used to the vaccine passports. There's still some angry and belligerent customers, but they, they eventually go away or the cops or bylaw gets called. That's fine. We're dealing with all of that. This announcement to allow MLSE to go to full capacity at Scotiabank Arena kind of came out of nowhere because I didn't even hear MLSE screaming at the top of their lungs. We need to fill this arena. I wasn't hearing that. I heard the Jays say they wanted to go up to 30,000. Okay, and and you did. That's good. But I wasn't hearing a large outcry for people that want Leafs tickets but couldn't get them because that's an all year round, every other year kind of thing. Everybody wants Leaf tickets and nobody can get them. Okay, so for them to just come out and surprise everybody, blindside them with this announcement that the major sporting venues and facilities can go to full capacity, it was kind of shocking because, again, I wasn't hearing a large outcry. And I don't really think restaurants were complaining that loudly. I don't think so either. That's, that was, that's just why I'm wondering. I really haven't heard a lot um, from those. If, in fact, if anything, there's... Struggling to try to employ people to be exactly. There. So I wasn't hearing it from them, but since the government themselves brought it up and went and did this arbitrarily, now restaurants again are asking, "Well, wait a second, why this contradiction? Why is it okay for them to put eighteen thousand people indoors, unmasked and not distanced, but we can't have, uh, we can't fill up most of the tables in our restaurant for people that just want to sit and have a beer." Or eat a pound of wings. Why is that? Mm-hmm. It's just not fair. It's rules that aren't applied evenly. And one of the things that came out of that meeting yesterday that the minister didn't even show up for, they were talking about civil disobedience. And this is a problem. Now you've got good, hardworking people, entrepreneurs who have put their blood, sweat, and tears into starting a business and employing people. Now these otherwise good people are being led to think that the only way they can make their business survive is to break the law. We're going to make criminals out of good people. And that's wrong. Nobody is asking for an unfair advantage. Everyone just wants a level playing field. And the more the government puts out these contradictory rules that it's okay for for thee but not for me, people get more and more skeptical of the shit that this government is peddling. You want to talk about distrust? I don't think there's a greater dis. We don't agree on the vaccine, but I think we agree more on the vaccine than we do about this government because they keep doing shit like this. And it's so frustrating. So if you're a restaurant owner or if you own any small business and you're getting fucked and you're looking at at what's going to happen tonight at Scotiabank Arena, I feel for you. I really do. It's not fair. It's not right. They could fix it. And I'm wondering why they haven't come out and fixed it yet. Okay, last thing. Um, what is the Squid Games? This is a TV show. <laughs> it's Squid Game. It's just Squid Game. Oh, Squid Game. Squid okay, game. so there's only one game. What, what, what do they do in this? <laughs> what, what is this about? Um, okay, so Squid Game, by the way, has just surpassed um, to become Netflix's number one series that they've ever put out there. Uh, and they actually purchased it from 
from a from someone else who from someone in Korea. So this is initially a Korean uh, television series. It ran across 90 different countries, became number one in 90 di- different countries, and you might hear of Squid Game. So it's it's <laughs> okay. I'll tell you the premise of the show. Yeah, I'm curious. So. All of these, there's a bunch of people, okay, and they're all in terrible debt. They owe a lot of money, and for diff- various reasons. Some are terrible gamblers. Some owe a lot of money to some sketchy people. Um, they got themselves in trouble. Others just trying to pay medical bills or just basically poor and just need money. So this group goes around, and I, I just I, I say very vaguely group because we still aren't 100% sure on a lot of it. So this group goes around and hands them a card and says, this is your chance to win money, and you could win in basically 50 million, let's just go with 50 million Canadian dollars. If you play this game, it's, and they don't really tell them much more than that. All they tell them is you play games. If you're a limit that you either win and you continue on or you get eliminated. So a bunch of people, 456 of them end up in this place and they're basically gassed out unconscious. They wake up and they're there. They're in this large room. There's a bunch of them there. And they start to play games. Game number one comes along. Okay, guys, here we go. You lose, you're eliminated. You win, you carry on. Great, fine, awesome. Lots of money. I want to win this fucking money, right? So what they don't understand is when they say eliminated, they mean fucking killed. So all of these games, which this is the part that makes it kind of interesting, is they're like your typical childhood schoolyard games. So red light, green light, for example. You know, when someone turns around red light and then you're supposed to run. And they're not supposed to catch you. So they turn around green light. you got to stop. I don't run. Sorry. Okay. So this was a game that some people played. Uh-huh. Some kids played. <laughs> While Scott was sitting down in a corner somewhere. <laughs> well, I was just sitting in the corner being fat. We're playing marbles or some shit. <laughs> no, actually marbles. Marbles is one of them too. But anyway, so, so whatever. All of a sudden what happens is, and this is by the way the first spoiler alert, but it is in the first episode. Red light, green light. All of a sudden the person turns around. Boom, all the people that were still moving in any kind of motion, and there was cameras to detect it, shot up, fucking dead. So they realized in that moment, holy shit, they mean eliminated, and I signed up for this. They mean I will kill you. So anyway, that's how it begins, and it takes turns from there. There's a lot of shit happening behind the scenes that you don't know about until, uh, I think it's like episode two, three. You find out a couple other things, and you try to figure out who the head of this is. Who is running the show here because they're masked and you can't tell who they are. You don't understand their motives. It's very unclear. There's someone who infiltrates and pretends to be a part of Squid Game that pretends to be kind of a staff member, if you will, but they're not. I'll say that much. So it does get really interesting and it gets really sad, too. I met an episode that was just like, oh, my God, because you get to know these characters and you love these characters and they basically get killed off or other people try to help them and they get killed and well, they try to help these people. It's fucked up. So anyway, Squid Game... Because it's just different, I think, it um, all of a sudden just became really, really big. And now it is their number one show. Is it good, though? Like, that's what I can't figure out. Because people convince me, oh, fuck, you got to watch Tiger King. It's the best. Right, right, right. I watched Tiger King, and it was garbage. So here's the thing with stuff like this. And by the way, Tiger King isn't even close to being as as big as this one is. But that's it. Um, when it comes to this, a couple of things. Number one, it is a Korean show, so it is dubbed. Some people can't get over that. And it took me a while when I was watching Money Heist, which is a Spanish show, um, that it took me a while to get used to that. So same thing might go for people who aren't really into dub shows or have a hard time because the words don't match with the mouth. That's just how it works in dub shows. 
But that aside, the actual story itself, I think, is interesting enough to check out. I say watch it, but don't stop it like partway through episode one if you're not into it because it does get better. I personally thought the first 20 minutes of the first episode was boring. I was like, okay, what's the deal? But I quite liked it. I'm not saying it's my favorite show. It's not. Uh, It's worth watching. It's worth checking out because it is something a little bit different. And keep in mind also, if you don't like gory, don't, don't bother. The thing with people talking up all these shows, though, I hear you, is that it gets to a point where you feel like this must be the best show you've ever fucking, that you'll ever see in your life because so many people are talking about it. And that's not necessarily the case. So go in with an open mind. Don't assume it's going to be the best show you've ever seen, but take it for what it is. Just um, enjoy the ride and be surprised by it, and it might surprise you. That's how I feel about those kind of things because I thought the same thing. When Tiger King was big, it took me a while to jump on that train. I finally did, and I thought, okay, I'm not like, jumping for joy about this fucking show but i understand the interest right it is a human interest story and blah blah same thing could be said for a lot of different shows that i got got into later even breaking bad people it's the best show fucking ever and it was a great show but the hype was so high that i was expecting a little bit more in the beginning you know so shit like that expect expect that but i would watch one full episode and then see how you feel okay and on that we will leave it for today. Oh, and let's talk tomorrow about what's going on da- down right now as we record this after nine podcast. Mr. William Shatner is zooming up in a dick shaped rocket and he's expected to be da- back down by lunchtime, but he will become the oldest person to be in space. You know what's weird about that is it's such a quick trip. Like with SpaceX, they were up there for a few days. Shatner's going up there for Shat in space for 10 minutes. He's literally going up and then right back down. There are balloons that have been in the air longer than this guy's going. What's the point in going for 10 minutes? To say you have? It's a, these are ego trips. Keep that in mind. These are ego trips. That's all it is. Yeah, I guess. To say I that just... you've done it. And, and to, to look in space. I, I like a, Getting past the, the vomiting I'd probably do, zooming up there. If I were to look down on Earth, I mean, it is a one, it, not a lot of people have ever done that. Looked at Earth from space. Like, that is probably a pretty incredible view. Think of it this way. So William Shatner today is taking off at, like, what, 10 a.m.-ish? Yeah, 10.30 now, yeah. This is such a quick trip to space. Even though he's taking off at 10, he can still stop at McDonald's and make breakfast before they stop serving it today on his way home. That's it. He could st- he'll still make breakfast hours at McDonald's. That's how quick this trip is. Yeah. That's insane to me. <laughs> what the fuck are we doing? Why are we sending people into space for 10 minutes? At least do something while you're there. Take a picture, grab a rock. I don't know. Do something like There's let's make eight. it somewhat productive yeah. before we put all that carbon into the atmosphere just to go and fuck around. Yeah, you're not even getting far enough to do that. You're not even hitting a planet. So you're just up and down. That's basically it. Like I said, it's really just more at this point. They're doing a lot of these as test flights, I think, to figure out how far they can go, how far they can push it. That's basically what it is. Have yourselves a fantastic hump day, everybody. Go Leafs, go. Yes, and sir. Uh, Oh, actually, you know what? Two seconds before we go. I asked Kat a whole bunch of questions this morning on air. These are on-the-record predictions for this season, and she doesn't stand by any of them, but I'm going to tell you guys what she said. I asked Kat, who's going to score the most Leaf goals this year? She said Mitchell Marner. I know. On purpose. On purpose, because I knew everybody would say Austin Matthews. Everyone's going to fucking answer that Austin Matthews, so I'm switching it up. 
I asked Cat, will Sheldon Keefe still be head coach at the end of the season? Cat says yes. I said, will Jack Campbell or Peter Mrazic? Mrazic? Is that his name? I forget. The guy from Carolina that we got. Is, which one of them is going to be the starting goaltender for the second half of the season? Cat said Jack Campbell. Will the Leafs win their conference this year? Cat says yes. Will Kyle Dubas still be the general manager at the end of this year? Cat gave that a solid maybe. And I asked, will the Leafs make it out of the first round of the playoffs? And she ended the conversation before giving an answer. <laughs> Uh, I'm so I'm so afraid to even say it. You know how it works as a Leaf fan. It sucks. It sucks, man. It sucks being a Leafs fan. It really does. But I'm going to hope that they get past the first round. That'd be great. But honestly, okay, deep down in my gut, if I'm being honest and I hope I'm wrong, no. No? Yeah, because I've just been fucked over so many times. Yeah, we all have cat. We've all been fucked over. We're we're having trust issues again with this fucking team. <laughs> somebody somebody got pissed at me by the way today too and tweeted me like, "Why aren't you believing? Believing?" I'm like, "Just shut <laughs> shut the fuck up." Like, shut the fuck up, okay? I've been believing for far too long. If you uh were one of those optimistic folks at the end of last year when the Habs eliminated the Leafs in the first round, if you were one of those people who said, "Well, there's always next year." Your next year begins today. Go, Leafs, go. And also, you're part of the problem, okay? You are part of the Check problem. Check out. If you don't talk about it, maybe it'll happen. So stop Stop accepting it. mediocrity, you assholes. <laughs> oh, fuck. Disney Plus just released the first footage of the new Home Alone reboot that's coming out next month. Yeah, it's a short movie, though, because the kid has a ring doorbell and just calls the police. DC Comics announced that the new Superman character will come out as bisexual. Come on, it's 2021. The crazy part is that there are still Superman comics. You see, kids, he's a reporter at a newspaper. He's a what at a what? He changes in a telephone booth. What are you talking about? What are these things? In a new interview, Prince Charles said that the Aston Martin that he's driven for more than five decades now runs on fuel made from English wine and cheese. Yeah, it runs on wine and cheese, which sounds more like a T-shirt that your aunt would wear. McDonald's is offering free breakfast meals this week to teachers and support staff, giving teachers a chance to do what they love most, eat in their car. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold, guaranteed, or he'll buy it. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone. Like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.